0: Welcome to g b duro day Seven, which is starting to sound serious now we're really getting into this i've just left Garagil, I've gone a, about one kilometer down the road and realized that actually i thought my I thought I'd fixed all my shifting and stuff, but i'm not so sure now so i've just I've just sprayed out the the actual little shifting mechanism because it was sort of covered in gunk and um, mud from where i crashed in the sort of swamp yesterday uh and probably grit and stuff so that seems to have done the trick it was basically really um stiff to shift and it's it that sort of thing that cumulatively it will become impossible to shift. Basically, and I, I was weighing up whether to go to the bike shop. There's one f- a few kilometres away from Garagil, where Fraser's gone this morning, and I was debating whether to go in there for them to have a cast a professional eye over the many problems that I've uh, got with the bike at the moment. But then I thought, Nah, stuff it. Let's carry on, which is, um, you know. Just impossible to know what to do sometimes you might you know, be making too much of a problem and it's there's no point sometimes you actually do need to go and get something sorted out. I've got no idea what this problem is with my with the kind of creaking and clicking, but the other problem at the same time is the shifting and I indexed all my gears last night. I was quite proud of myself. It, Oh, like I knew what I was doing being uh watched over well, not watched over, but the Andy, who's um pretty good at this kind of stuff, was uh was kind of standing next to me, so I was a bit bit conscious of that. But uh, he seemed to think I'd done a good job, so that was good. This shifting is smooth now. Oh man, I'm like virtually a bike mechanic. All I've done is washed it out. (laughs) I've now got a rag. I've converted a bag into a rag. Um, So, uh, sorry to um, Will who gave me the bag. Uh, I said I'd give it back to him and now I've turned it into an oily rag. But uh, that is something about these kinds of races that uh, where it really differs from something like Tour de France, where it's all supported. This is just not all about the cycling. There's so much more. Things all go wrong. Always. Every single one I've done, stuff goes wrong and you have to sort it along the way. And that's the real meaning of self-sufficiency. You have to be able to fix any problems that happen in order for you to keep going. And sometimes that can be about so you can finish higher up the field or in a quicker time, so in a competitive sense. But sometimes it's actually just about survival and safety because if you're out in a, a remote area, which we're we're going to be today, it makes you really consider these kinds of things because you could be stuck out there and really your bike is your only means to be able to get yourself, um, out of that situation, get yourself into safety. So it becomes, um, extremely important and, um, I'm underqualified in terms of, um, being able to do this stuff. So when I do get a, oh fuck. Ah. Ah. Um. No, there is one thing that's not quite working. When I do get a little breakthrough, it uh, it feels quite good because there's, there's a bit more at stake. Anyway, uh, day seven, I am really feeling kind of on the edge of uh, whenever you have a stop like that and a pause you get taken out of the the hardships that you've up to that point when you're going through it you just have to get on with it and you don't get a choice to stop or remove yourself from the situation and have a break. And it's very very intense and um, there must be a lot going on internally in your mind to to allow you to to manage that and and deal with it and get through it. When you stop, you have that little break um, and uh, then the thought of of putting yourself back in that situation becomes a lot more scary and um, all the little problems that you have weigh a lot more heavily on your mind so there's that and then that's balanced out by the fact that it's a beautiful day in a beautiful part of the country I'm riding my bike which is a very nice thing to do and there's the possibility of you know carrying on and um, and overcoming this massive challenge which is an exciting idea so um, yeah on the edge of those two things really um but uh yeah just keep going and uh see what the day brings so far it's been all little country lanes um it already feels hot the sun's well up now i left at about 10 o'clock in the morning so the sun's already had time to to get quite warm. It's going to be a hot one. Um, I'll keep you posted on how the bike and my mind hold a- hold together. Ah, oh, in good spirits. Start of day seven. Realise that's a week. It's pretty mad. Um, yeah, it's great. Brilliant starts the day. It's been basically for that. Cycle paths, like the kind of thing that you would go on with your family and take your kids on. Totally up my street. Much more like it. Um, Really get on board with that. And um, just smashed out 30k in like an hour and a half which normally wouldn't be anything to note. But 19 kilometers an hour average speed is like, unheard of so far in this race. So, uh, very refreshing, and it just feels good to be making progress, um, especially with a, uh, a working bike. That's, well, it's half working, it's doing the job. Um, I've just had a thing, a little message there flash up on the screen with my Wahoo Element bolt telling me that the next supply after this one is in a hundred and seventy kilometres and uh <laughs> which is quite a lot isn't it uh, I'm just gonna check on the map because I think there's a I need to do a slight detour into this town just to uh, to find the shop. But there's a petrol station on the way out. Now, can I get everything in there? 170k, let's see what they've got. And if they haven't got the right stuff, I'll go uh, find the shop. Very, very transcontinental vibes. This pulling into a petrol station In the middle of nowhere in uh, blazing hot sunshine. I'll be doing this across Europe uh, in about a month's time so it's good to get some practice in. What have we got here then? This looks good. Looks like they've not only got normal petrol station stuff but all sorts of uh, goodies. Let's go and check it out. Yeah, I think the petrol station will do. I'll just talk you through what I've bought here. I've got some... uh, I'm making a little trail mix every day, which I'm literally just putting in one of my feed bags, which um, sort of hang down off the handlebars and I can just dip into. So I make a mix of... normally based on nuts. I might have gone through all this before, actually. Based on sort of nuts and maybe some dried fruits. But then I've been experimenting with mixing in different sweets in there every day just simple sugars easy to quickly break down I've been talking to Pete who's got a lot of he's quite serious into his training um methods and stuff and he's got like nutritionist pals so he understands how carbohydrates are uh, absorbed into the body for performance and he basically said you just want sweets really so that's good news Um, so yeah today's mix is salted peanuts chili peanuts and Haribo tangfastics pretty exciting mix I'm sure you agree they don't really ever mix in that well though let's try and get these mixed in there yeah that's going to be an exciting little time every time i dip my hand in there. Oh, I've got some jelly tots to go in there as well. I really went to town. I think she thought it was quite funny. She kept putting stuff on the till, going off grabbing some more stuff. That's brilliant. Right. I bought three sandwiches. I'm really scared because um like i said didn't look like there's anything. For 170k, and the kind of speeds that we've been going, or lack of speed, means that that could be like well, it's basically all day. So a whole day's worth of food, and we are all consuming so much food, the body is demanding uh, a lot of calories, so that's the, the aim of the game really, getting the calories in. So, but it's good fun, just means you know, constant eating which is brilliant. As I was going through that forest I was thinking, The thing about these shit sections is that there's always something good at the end of them and uh, when i got back onto the real road or like gravel track in this forest clearing i looked up to where i was going and there were two deer standing in the middle of the track just backlit with the low sun it's really beautiful so you know I saw that as some kind of uh symbolic gesture of um encouragement and camaraderie and pressing on forwards. I also tried to take a picture before they ran off but didn't quite manage. They fucked off before I could do it. But um yeah, that was good. I was thinking um I hope I see some deer in Scotland. So that's happened pretty quickly. Take that one off the list. Oh my god. Okay. We're. Oh, fuck me. I'm out of the forest. (laughs) Yay. Just. pushed my bike, well the first bit was quite nice, up the hill, um, and I was thinking well I'm, this isn't gonna be as bad as the last stupid bit, I think I'm getting used to the idea of this now, it'll be fine, and then I find myself pushing my bike just straight into a pine forest, Uh I've just been pushing my bike through pine trees for the last, I don't know, half an hour or so, following this GPX track and oh man, my legs are just cut to pieces now I'm dripping with sweat my hands are all cut up well, not that's a bit over dramatic actually, they're not um, everything is covered in dead pine needles Uh, but made it out and I'm now on an actual track. That was fucked up. Completely fucked up. It's one of those where you think, I wonder if I just went completely the wrong way. fuck (laughs) it it just you have to like Lachlan says you have to just trust the track and the GPS file because you're just literally walking in to a forest there's no (laughs) Uh, they just unzipped my jersey and (laughs) a whole tree's worth of needles fell out they're all sticking into me in my base layer in the Real sharp little guys. Um Yeah, I mean you know my thoughts on these bits Nah not for me and it's ruined It's ruined my new Rafa cargo shorts Oh no Okay Back stronger Oh, this is nice. This is the first time on uh, this race I've stopped for a proper meal. I saw uh, Pete's bike outside a pub. Last time that happened, and I decided to push on, keep riding, and I had a horrible night. So I thought to myself, next time that happens, I'm going to go for it. So I've come in, had a macaroni cheese, a side portion of chips, a Coke, and a coffee and um i think that's going to see me right through to have a long I want to ride really um also it's just quite nice to come and have a little sit down and check out for a for an hour or so just refresh the mind um i saw uh locklin has just finished just reached john O'Groats so it kind of puts into perspective (laughs) it's absolutely ridiculous fair play tim though it's amazing so earlier on i just uh went past mauro 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 is the italian dude um who's riding this um come all the way over from Italy to do it, which is pretty cool, I think, considering it's the first one and no one really knows about it. It's uh super nice guy and he'd just left the route, uh, did a quick diversion to go and see Hadrian's Wall while we were going past, which uh, I thought was really cool. A bit of cultural tourism while you're, um, while you're doing the race and um it made me think about the the nature of the race because it's quite unique even though it is a race and we're all racing against each other there's absolutely no competitive kind of you know aggression or anything there no one's really competing because the uh because the thing is going to be so hard just to get around and survive and get to the end, I think really that's everyone's main goal, and uh, and to do it as quickly as as they can as well. Um, so it's more of like a personal challenge rather than uh, you know doing everything you can to outwit your opponents and seek them out and, and hunt them down and stuff. Although that is a fun. Almost like a subplot to the whole thing because sometimes you'll see some tire tracks um, in the in the trail ahead of you, and uh, you'll know ah oh, someone's uh, someone's just in front. They look quite like quite fresh tracks. They can't be too far ahead, so there is that really fun side of it. But it's all such um, good-natured, and uh, you know, no one really minds where they come I don't think, as long as they feel like they've done their best. The other good thing about the what happens at the checkpoints is you get to regroup with everyone and have a chat and you get to hear what the reality of everyone else's experience is and it's quite easy when you're on your own, which you are for a lot of the time, Doing these things um, to assume that everyone else is doing things better than you, and in my case, the off road bits where I don't feel as uh, adept um, as quite a lot of the other people on this. You know, I'm imagining them kind of sailing through really fast and doing little tricks and stuff, and um. It's Just nice to hear, like Angus, for example, who's absolutely smashing this, he's way out in front of everyone and w- would be winning easily if it weren't for Lachlan. Um, he's fallen off loads of times and you know, he's just chatting about that, and um, it just makes you realize that everyone's going through the same thing, really, and everyone has their problems and uh, niggles and things that are going wrong as well. But, um, that they're constantly worrying about and having to put up with or fix. And um, it's easy to forget about those because you're uh, going through your own ones and then you just sort of assume that everyone else is, is coasting through. Uh, but that is far from the truth. I'm in Scotland, I don't quite know how that happened, I didn't see um, a great big sign or anything, we must have come in over over the border on some obscure uh, gravel track over a mountain, I think we did actually, um, but yeah that's a bit of a surprise I haven't actually seen any civilization for about two hours so uh, I suppose you wouldn't know, would you? But I just saw a signpost saying Historic Scotland. Uh, so unless it's a signpost, like a long-range signpost for something that's miles away, I think we might have entered our third country. Or well, fourth if you include Cornwall. So uh, that's good fun and in a really stupid psychological trick that you can play on yourself. It almost seems like you're getting close to the end because the end's in Scotland. We're in Scotland now so pretty much done it. Or something like that. I'm sure that's true isn't it? Can't be much longer. That was really funny. I just stopped at a uh, pub to get my water bottles refilled and uh there was just a stag do in there just like a private event for one stag do so i went and uh got a f- i got a free pint of coke and um free packet of crisps and a free uh dose of banter well it took them ages to make the joke oh the strippers arrived so uh, disappointingly long wait until they uh, finally twigged, that was the appropriate joke to make but um, yeah it's funny, just little things like that and I was actually just thinking it's been such a long stretch without uh, seeing anything or anyone just being out in the hills really and in in these big forests I was thinking how nice it would be to uh, have, have a bit of civilization, a bit of contact. That's spot on. So I feel quite good after that. And then uh, Pete turned up just as I was, in the, just as I was coming out and uh, I think he went in and got a pint. He's pretty quick today. He left 40 minutes after me. So he's caught me up and he's sped off now to catch up the next person. Okay, I'm in another one of those annoying bits where I'm dragging my bike up the side of a hill through literally just dense undergrowth. There is no semblance of a path here at all, it's just um, basically there's kind of rivers or tiny little streams that the GPX route seems to be following and yeah, we're just hauling our bikes through it. Luckily for this one, it's oh, a spiky tree. Oh, I think this is, is this is the way. Luckily for this one, um, Lachlan, the uh, the pro rider, had. Uh, oh no, this isn't the right way had uh, forewarned us, he said just follow, just trust the GPS track, Um, but I can't even see a way through here to be completely honest, this can't be the way, this can't be the way, fuck, I don't know, I'm completely lost. I'm not even lost. I'm lost. Yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost in the woods. But there's a, there's a track here to follow. Well, not there's a GPS track on my GPS unit, but it's not really made for this sort of ah detail of of navigation. So Yeah, I don't know, it'll be good to get out of this one, just feel the time slipping away.